name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We are very blessed this weekend. It's not often that our Lord will take, though He can speak to us at any time, but He will take scriptures from every service of the weekend to exhort us as His body towards something I think that is very important and very critical right now. And so we will look at a reading from Vespers, a reading from Matins this morning, and our epistle reading from Mass today. Last night at Vespers, we had a scripture read from the prophet Nehemiah. And let me let you know kind of where things are in Israel when the prophet Nehemiah was called to do everything that he was due to be the mouthpiece of the Lord for his people. So if you remember, the, the, uh, well, the book of Nehemiah begins at the very end of the Babylonian captivity. Which means there was a time where God had given them the promised land. They had built up Jerusalem with walls all around it. And they had built the temple right in the center of the city. But their hearts turned from the Lord and they became an adulterous nation. And so our Lord allowed them to be taken captive by the Babylonians. And when the Babylonians did this, they completely destroyed all of Jerusalem. They took its walls down to the ground. They burnt the temple, the holy temple to the ground. Everything was gone. God's people lamented as they were taken into captivity, and they would be in captivity to the Babylonians for about 50 years. Well, right at the end of that captivity is when they are released to go back to the promised land and back to Jerusalem and enabled to rebuild it. And it was at that time that the prophet Nehemiah comes into play. And so with all of its walls and temple totally torn down, the word of the Lord came to Nehemiah that the people should rebuild the walls first. And so they started to rebuild the walls. And when they started to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, they were constantly found, they found themselves constantly being attacked by some of their captors who were not happy that they'd been released by their authorities. So some of the people were dying as they were being attacked. And so Nehemiah went before the Lord and came back with the voice of the Lord to the people and said, Fear not. Remember the Lord your God who is strong and mighty and able to deliver you. And then he organized them to surround one another, to band together as they continued to build the wall. During the night shifts, the people took turns on the wall scouting out and making sure that there were no advances of the enemy towards God's people. They would rotate throughout the night. And then during the day, they would do their work on the wall. And we're told in Scripture that God's people in one hand would have the tool for the rebuilding of the wall, and in the other hand they would have a weapon to defend themselves against the enemy as they continued to rebuild the wall. And they would do this until the walls were completely rebuilt, were completely rebuilt and Jerusalem was restored. Because the message to them was, if you will stand together and with your God, no enemy shall prevail against you. But let yourselves be found separate and you'll perish from one another or the Lord your God. Let yourselves be found separate and you will perish. And they built the holy city by the defense and the might and the judgment of God. And they did so striving together. Listen now to the Matins scripture reading from Philippians as St. Paul writes this to all of us, to his church. 
Let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith that is the gospel, striving together, pressing one another on towards our Lord Jesus Christ, and so that we all may receive the great benefits of his kingdom here on earth. And then in our epistle reading from Mass today, we have some exhortations and answers as how is it that we are to live so that we remain with one mind and in one spirit? And of course, we ask ourselves the question, what mind and one spirit are we talking about? That we all together in harmony obtain the mind of Christ and together in harmony remain in the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit one to another and in all of our endeavors in building and bringing the kingdom of God here on earth. And here is what our own St. Peter says as to how we shall live toward that. He says, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under God's mighty right hand that he may exalt you in due time. The call is to submit to one another at every level. When he says submit to your elders, that Greek word presbyteros, it is the spiritual fathers that God has given you. It is the spiritual fathers that God has given me. We submit to the hierarchy of the church because there the Holy Spirit leads us and keeps us and furthers us in the building of the kingdom of God. So in humility we submit to our spiritual fathers. But then St. Peter goes further, it's not enough. We also must submit to one another out of deference, out of preference to one another. It harkens back to what our Lord teaches us when we go through every Monday, Thursday, that we are to be a people who wash the feet of one another, who disrobe of our pride, thinking ourselves greater, that cast away the need to hold to whatever rights we think we have over anything that we're dealing with, and live as servants with the same humility as our Lord Jesus Christ lived among us and demonstrated to us even giving away the right to his own life, even the right to a fair trial, to give it all away so that you could benefit everything from what he would do. And so we are called to live together in that way. And in doing so, we will keep the same mind, the harmony of the one Holy Spirit among us, and there will be peace and the world will see Christ in and through how we live together. Second exhortation, again from St. Peter in this epistle. The exhortation is for us to constantly be on the wall, just like the people in the book of Nehemiah, God's people who were on the wall, on the wall of the city of God, the church, watching for any stealthy attack of our enemy that he will come at us with. And he will always come at God's people. And he will come stronger. And he will come stealthier when God's people are truly seeking to follow God. And we must be on the wall watching. 
for all the wiles of our enemy, for our own soul, but also for the souls of one another. Listen to what St. Peter says. And we hear this in Confline every time we pray it. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. Resist him collectively. Resist him together, submitting to one another. Resist him steadfast in the faith. And I really want you to see something here. And I don't know that I even ever seen this before in such context. In the context that St. Peter is talking about, what leads right up to that statement? Be sober and be vigilant and watch out for your enemy. Submit, submit to one another. Protect the unity. And right after that, he then warns his church because your enemy is seeking to devour. And how does the enemy devour? He divides to conquer. Satan, our enemy, is a being of division. He is a being of separation. How opposite he is from the Lord our God who in such love is infinite, perfect, and undivided unity and oneness. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three persons yet so unified by the bond of the love that they are that they are one person. And that is what we have been given grace to be for one another. And all oh, my friends... How many crazy things and small things does our enemy use? You know, when our enemy comes to us to try to seek to divide us and to pit us against one another, he doesn't come in like with a sword with one fell stroke to destroy. He comes much more sly than that, much more stealthy. What he starts with is the splinter of a thought. He'll take some influence around us and he'll place the splinter of a thought. And that splinter begins to fester if we don't catch it and are not watchful for it. And then that splinter starts to stir up emotions. And thus begins in our mind and in our emotions potential divisions. This is the way that our enemy works towards us. And he will use everything in this world to seek to do this. He will use politics. I know you can't believe that. <laughs> he will use politics to pit us against one another in the kingdom of God when the kingdom of God is above all and surmounts all politics. He will use various ways of looking at all the problems of racial injustice that's all in our face right now. And he'll use different ways and create arguments about this. He will use that. He will even use the idea that we're presented with in the midst of this pandemic. Do we or do we not wear masks? Oh, look at Facebook. You don't think there's division on this issue? And you know, many of you in different areas have come to me. And I thank God with your struggles because you captured the splinter of the thought. And you're beginning to wrestle. And you don't like some of the thoughts that you're having. And many of you have come to me, thank God. As long as we can come together. As long as we can help one another recognize these thoughts. And recognize the ways of the enemy. We're going to be good because the Holy Spirit will work in that unity of fellowship. To bring us all back to peace. And to grant us the mind of God toward one another.
day I find myself going through an almost exhaustive list of what I'm thankful in what I see him doing in all of your lives and in the kingdom of God here at this parish. Should it surprise us then that our enemy will intend to ramp up his assault against us? Because you see, we've been released from his captivity like the people in God's people in Nehemiah were released from Babylonian captivity. But what happened? There were some of those from Babylon that weren't happy about it. They went to try to kill them off. Do we not think that our enemy is working in the same way and desires to work the same way in our midst? To cause divisions, to pluck us away once, one by one. And as St. Peter says, like a lion to devour our souls. My friends, the grace and the power and the love of the Holy Spirit is in the midst of a people who will choose to submit themselves to their God and to one another and walk in humility. You see, it's not automatic. The Lord never forces these things. If we want to not stand on the wall and watch out for one another, if we want to succumb to being informed by all the things of this world, He will say, Thy will be done, and we will see what happens when that happens. But the moment we choose to walk in love and humility consistently with one another, 